Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode 40, part two of the Faithful Gamers podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Evan. It's actually really just one episode. The part two is because we were having technical difficulties. I, I should have said take two. That would have made more sense. Take my two, bad, guys. My, my bad. Um, well, I'll do what I did last time we tried this. I, I gave a rundown, all right? So uh, obviously we'll be talking about what we've been playing. Um, then our gaming topic is actually kind of two parts. Um, it's going to be talking about the Microsoft and Activision Blizzard acquisition because Zach and I have actually really been keeping up with that since the beginning, I think. And yep. then um, we're going to be talking about the whole Unity engine controversy as well. Uh, for our faith topic, we're going to continue in Matthew 5 and talk about salt and light. So I'm excited for all these topics, man. It'll I do be, love some salt. Conversation. Me too, man. I just put some salt in my dinner today. Some hey. pink Himalayan salt. Hey, that's what I had on my eggs. Oh, dude, I was like twins. I was gonna do a uh, like a, I think I told you a long fast, but then with how I was feeling today, like I just started this morning, I was like, I I have to eat something. Yeah, otherwise I'm gonna feel bad for a long time. So I had some eggs with some Himalayan salt and a baked potato with some Himalayan salt. Baked potato, Pink man. I'm not Himalayan I'm not big salt. big fan of baked potatoes. Uh, you know, usually when I think when they're done well, I like them the way my family does them is they cut them in half. Yeah. So it bakes more evenly. Like, like down it. the middle like this or actually cuts in half? Cut in half. Oh, uh, see, I've never seen it that way. Yeah, you just cut it. Well, I mean, you cut it like hot dog style all the way through, put butter on both sides, put it on the oh. tin foil and bake yeah, it that's that how, way. Yeah, that's how my family does it too. Okay. I a hundred percent don't like sweet potatoes. Hate them. Mm, sweet potato fries. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, just since I'm not feeling great, I will go first for what I've been playing this week. Yep. It's been Baldur's Gate three specifically. Um, I played a little bit of Dave the Diver yesterday, but I just couldn't focus on it. And then. Uh, with the expansion for Cyberpunk coming out, I went back to try and finally beat it. Because I stopped literally halfway through the final mission. Um, oh, I was going to ask how far you were. Oh, I mean, I was literally right there. And I was playing on the Steam Deck, and I just couldn't I couldn't beat the final boss on the Steam Deck. I, it, it was a little hard to see with oh. everything going on. So I haven't had time to play games on the computer. So that'll be coming soon. Yeah. Cool. Um, for me, believe it or not, beating The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom has not stopped me from playing it. So I've continued playing that. Um, Good. I did play a little bit of the F-099, which I actually think is a lot more fun than I thought it would be. But I'm just not good at F-Zero games. Never was. It doesn't matter which game it is. Just not good at them. But I, I did have some fun with that I, I thought it'd be a lot more annoying than it really is so i had a lot of fun with that um you didn't win did you i think the best i did was like 40th place or something like that which honestly is better wow. than i thought i'd get <laughs> i was gonna say 20th as a dig and it was way <laughs> worse than that yeah <clears throat> but uh yeah so b- played a little bit of that of course been playing a few games here and there with josiah but um <laughs> Yeah, I've also been playing Baldur's Gate 3, 
which we were going to make that the game topic, but I haven't played it a ton to be able to have too much to say about it. But I've really been enjoying what I've been playing. And Except for your critical misses. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I've, been, I've been enjoying the game and I think I can really get into it. Um, but the, oh dude, the dice rolling just hates me. I mean, it, and we're playing on the easy setting too. I know dude. And that's what baffles me. Like it's awful. Like I, I, I honestly think I have failed pretty much everything. Like it's been pretty close, but you were also playing wrong to start off with. Well, I would say playing wrong as in like the weapons I have. Yeah. You're using your warlock. And you as have, a, I was you using my warlock as a armor, barbarian, which reduces your dice rolls. You're yeah, using a crossbow, sure. which you're not proficient with, which reduces your dice rolls. It doesn't say I'm not proficient weapon. with the crossbow, though. Oh, then it was just your weapon that you had. Yeah, you were just using your character wrong. Yeah, which I realized that, but I still, even after I fixed all that, dude, I still did awful. Like with my dice rolls, because I fixed you all of also, that. You also, you do not, you you haven't used spells. Yeah, that that I will say I need to get better at, 100%. But, you know, I don't, so like that was the only thing about me picking Warlock. Because I'm not, I don't know, I don't, it's just, spells just aren't my thing, but I'll get used to it. I, uh, I, but anyways, I changed all of that, like all the stuff I wasn't proficient with changed all of it and then we tried lock picking that door and i still failed and like it was but a, that it was that what, lock eight? picking was hard oh i th- was thinking about the one we both failed yeah that's 15. what i'm talking about wasn't it oh it was a 15 still mm-hmm. i had what seven you had four bonus was that where i had four bonus either uh-huh. i got eight so it was stupid man so uh, but yeah, I'm finally playing it right, and I'm ex- I'm excited to continue it, man. I'm excited to see what outcomes come out of it. But um, other than those games, uh, don't think I've been playing a ton. I played a little bit more of Luigi's Mansion because Josiah wanted to see it since we built the Luigi's Mansion Lego. Luigi's Mansion Three. On the yeah, yeah, Luigi's Mansion Three. I I'm actually like really close to the end of the game, uh, so I just continued through. Funny enough, it's close to October, I'm playing. Um, huh. I did get a new game this week. I haven't o- even opened it yet, but uh, Pikmin One Plus Two. So the first two oh. Pikmin games on Switch. Um, I will say coming out. I took off October twentieth, twentieth, twenty first, twenty second. I'm taking off of work because that is the release of Super Mario Wonder and Spider Man Two, which I am amped for, <laughs> and I'm also amped for Alan Wake Two. And I am really excited for that Assassin's Creed, bro. Yeah, you're not going to play any of those games. 100% going to play Mario and Spider-Man. Alan Wake 2 and Assassin's Creed might get pushed back until I beat those two. But yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm pumped. I am going to play him because I told Natalie that I'm taking the 20th off and I want her and the kids out of the house on that entire day. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, that's all I've been playing. I've only been playing a little, little bit of games here and there. I haven't been going too crazy. Like I said, I, I thought beating Zelda, I wouldn't touch it again. But I've actually still been going back to it. Like if I have like an hour before I go to bed or something, I'll just pop it on. I'll walk around, do a shrine, or do some side quests that I want to do. Find some armor that I've been working on. So, yeah, nice. 
well, why don't you talk about the gaming topic? So, yeah. So let's start with the acquisition. Um, give me one sec. I'm actually going to pull up my cameras because I hear something upstairs. So I want to make sure it just needs breaking in to happen already at this point. Yeah. So it's going to happen October. Oh, yeah. You know, but, um, so the whole acquisition, yes, it's a big purchase. It's a bigger company. However, the only reason the FTC, yeah, FTC, the only reason they got involved was to be Sony's guard dogs. That was it. It had nothing to do with the consumer. It had nothing to do with, dude, it was literally just them trying to protect Sony and say, well, look what you're going to do to them. Dude, it was awful. To, like, it was listen so to funny. I mean, that was like back in June when that whole, when the trial was going on with the FTC specifically, and they said Sony, whatever it was, like 20 times and the consumer two times. So it was clear yeah. that cracked me up. Oh yeah, dude. <clears throat> and I love the, the points that the judge made where it was like, because she's right or he, I don't, I don't know, but they were right. Was, a woman. Like, was it a woman? I don't remember. I don't either, but um, the judge was right. Like if this acquisition goes through, and they put Call of Duty on Game Pass, which eventually it's a no-brainer. It's going to happen, right? Yeah. Once that happens, Sony has to step up their game with their freaking PS Plus. Because, dude, I'm paying for it. And it, it's it, honestly a waste of money. It is a waste of money. Because, like, I was there are cancel some... it before it renewed again next year. So I was thinking about it, but I, I think I'm going to keep going only because, like, there are some older games I think I do enjoy playing on there. Um, there's some like PS3 games that I like to go back to, like some of the Arkham games and stuff. Um, but other than that, like newer game wise, there's nothing on there, dude. There is nothing worth of value on there. Um, but I, I agree if they if, you know, Xbox, well, when they acquired this company, they put Call of Duty on Game Pass. Yeah, it's going to make Sony step up, man. And they should. Like, you're making your customers pay all this money f- to give them nothing. Why are your exclusives not on PS Plus? Why? Because that takes money out of their pocket immediately. But they would still get some of that money back. You know what I mean? P- more people will pay for PlayStation Plus. Yeah, I remember and you can seeing raise a the quote prices of it. that said it's not financially viable for them to put their first party games on PlayStation Plus day one. Baloney. <laughs> I Baloney. just remember seeing that and I was like, well, Xbox is doing it. Granted, they are a part of a trillion dollar company. Yeah, well, Sony has, what, a couple billion? Poor guys. <laughs> poor, poor Sony. So, yeah, we, did, we looked at the math and it was like Microsoft is spending half of a percent of their total value to buy uh activision like half of a percent and it's 69 billion dollars isn't that nuts dude i I also those numbers i also think it's ridiculous that sony's so focused on things like the playstation portal whenever they haven't even mastered the cloud gaming thing 
or streaming. They haven't even mastered that. And they're so focused on this device. It's like focus on your stream, like your PlayStation Plus service first. Focus on that. Get that going. Like get some good games on there. Get it worth the money. Then focus on your streaming and cloud gaming and all that. Then create a device. But it's god awful, man. Like even trying on my phone, not great. Now, speaking of the cloud gaming, I wonder why the UK rulers are okay with Microsoft pushing their cloud gaming services off onto Ubisoft. Like that's just so weird to me. What do you mean? So that was one of the the deals that they felt that Microsoft had an unfair advantage in the cloud gaming market, which they viewed as the future. So to help them feel better about it, Microsoft or Xbox, whatever, they are giving essentially like the rights to that stuff to Ubisoft. Isn't Ubisoft a British company? No, it's French. Is it? Yep. I guess it makes sense, isn't it? I don't know. That is kind of strange. Yeah. I I mean, I think they were going to push it through no matter what, given that the FTC lost their uh, lawsuit. But then when they couldn't, they had to file this stinking extension, whatever. But yeah, I think it's the 20-somethingth of next month, right? That it should go through. Yeah, it's coming up in October. It should. Um. How long do you think before we see Call of Duty and Diablo and all that on there? Two to three years. Really? You think yeah. that long? Mm-hmm. I just think as of right now, it's a separate company, technically. I mean, of course, like there's all this stuff going on in the background. But they might put one of the um, older Diablo games, say like they might put three or two resurrected on Game Pass, but they're not going to put four on there for a while, I would bet. Mm. Call of Duty, I could see them holding off probably see, sooner than Diablo. I don't know, man. I I think after it goes through the first of the year, we're going to see... Because like, think about the whole Bethesda thing. Like Right after they bought Bethesda, it was like a week later, they started putting all of their games on there. But not all of them. It was some of their older titles. Like Fallout 4 wasn't on there at the time. It was like some of their backwards compatible stuff. And now everything comes out day and day. Big whoop. But I also think the first of the year is just the start of the third quarter of the fiscal year for them. So I don't see them making any moves right there. That is true. I didn't think about the fiscal year. Because, yeah, you know, it's all important to the shareholders. Yeah. Well, but. you would think seeing these big titles come on Game Pass would make the shareholders get a boner. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. But get excited no, or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I truly don't know what they'll do. I feel, like I said, I think they'll drop a bone, some of the older games. Uh, and then, you know, like some bonuses for overwatch since it's technically free to play like oh uh game pass members get all characters unlocked from the get-go something like that 
<laughs> guess but, we'll see. I uh, yeah. Now let's talk a little bit about the unity thing. I think you've been following this a little bit more than I have, um, yeah. because you're the one that introduced me to it, and I I've just been skimming through the article you sent me because it, it's been getting updated. It's been periodically. updated. Um, yeah. But why don't you talk a little bit more on that since you know a little bit more about it than I do? Yeah. So I uh, I think the big reason I know it is I follow this guy on YouTube called Game Maker's Toolkit, and he has these excellent videos on games and game design and that sort of stuff and i cannot recommend watching him enough his videos are so interesting but he's building a game with unity so he posted about it so i did a little digging i say digging i saw some other articles about how unity was changing their structure and it was just straight up dirty like they were charging a retroactive per install fee for games made in that. And it was 100% just trying to recoup some of that. I don't know how much Unity costs. I don't know if it's free or what. But they were just trying to say, like, hey, if you if your game is downloaded a million times, that's a cool, for what, 20 cents? That's a cool... Uh, Oh, my brain is fried right now with me being sick. Is that 200,000? No, that's no. not that much. Wait, that would be 25 cents per, right? 20 cents per. Oh, it'd be like 20 grand, wouldn't it? No, it'd be 200,000. Wait, how much did you say? How many downloads? Per install, a million. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, I told you, my brain right now is fried. Um, <laughs> So... They were saying, well, it's to help the big, like the big companies a la Nintendo, like you talked about in that message the other day. But if you think about it, you have a super popular um, indie game. I'm going to say Hollow Knight. I know it was actually built in Unreal, I think. But say that game's been downloaded 5 million times and this fee is retroactive at 20 cents per. So then... Team Cherry would be responsible for paying um, Unity a million dollars on January first. Like you're not, you're telling me that's not dirty, like that. Oh, that's dirty, exactly. But like you said, the whole reason it's so dirty is because the what CEO of EA went over to them. Yeah, and I saw, so I saw that, and I was like, that makes absolutely perfect sense and i can't remember if it was the ceo of ea or just one of the higher ups or something but he i think is the ceo of unity but with some of the stuff that's been coming out they initially said okay it's not going to be retroactive it's it's going to be from then on and it's and it would even count like say you sat there and you installed the game, uninstalled it, installed the game, uninstalled it, never played it. You just did that over and over and over. They would get charged every time. Plus, Not it wasn't going to be the developer reporting it. It was going to be based on Unity's numbers. So, you know, those aren't going to be honest. Oh, no. So they said they changed it to where I think it's still 20 cents, but you have to have like over a million downloads. And it's only counting from day and date. So from January 1st on, 
any game that has that threshold or whatever the threshold number is and it's self-reported from the publisher or the the developer not you it's still they've dug themselves in a hole they're not going to get out of yeah they just need to get rid of the policy and i'm sure they will well this was apparently you know according to them a lot of time of working through things but the uh so the guy game makers toolkit every year he does a game jam which if you don't know what that is it's you have 48 hours i think to build a game from scratch based on a specific topic you know so they're simple games and he does one every year and he puts out stats of i think he's had like a thousand people participate before a thousand game makers yeah and like over half of them use unity and he said he's inter he just had one in july and so he said he's interested to see how next year's plays out with this policy change to see if the indie uh uh game development engines work a little or gain some um what'd that be gain some footing in the per or the the breakdown of what was used but dude listen to this so i just looked up video games made by unity there's cuphead hearthstone fall guys among us outer wilds rust ori and the will of the wisps um pokemon go beat saber um hollow knight was made in unity oh it was uh, unity I, yeah. I don't know why i thought it was unreal risk of rain 2 um Dude, all these pretty big games, Tunic, Marvel Snap, Overcooked. like Because it's all an easy these... engine to use. <clears throat> yeah, and like, but think about it. They got Microsoft. They got Nintendo. They got, they got all yeah. these big companies that are going to be like, yep. no. <laughs> like, and they're, they, what... these big companies are not going to spend thousands to run this cheap, easy engine when they could either create their own, which Nintendo does have in some internal engines, or use a better engine and just take that money that they would be spending with Unity to get a better engine. Just go use Unreal. They do crazy yeah. stuff. But what was even more mind-blowing to me is they said, Unity said that that per install fee would have even counted for games on Game Pass. Oh, do that. That's where they're trying to... That's dirty. So, like, I'm not say when Hollow Knight was on there, I think it was at some point, I don't buy the game, but then I download it and uninstall it five times to make space, finally get around to playing it. They're on the hook. Team Cherry is on the hook for a dollar for just me. That's nuts, dude. But then Unity said, no, it'll be, like, through Xbox. I was like, I don't see them going on board with this and i know your feelings on this game but cult of the lamb they said that if unity does not change their policy like get rid of it they will delist the game come january 1st said like if you want it buy it now because it's not going to be for sale anymore either that or they'll remake it in a different engine but from what i understand that's really hard really yeah, because each engine has its own assets and its own, I don't know, 
its own lighting, its own like style. And Unity, I think, is so popular because it's cheap and it's easy to use. But I don't know, we're not game developers. Literally just talking out of our rear ends. Just yeah. saying. But again, like big companies like Nintendo, Microsoft, I don't know if any Sony games, I think they have all internal, but any any big companies like that are not going to pay thousands of dollars just to keep this engine. They're just going to make their own or they're going to get a better engine. It's not, they're, they're doing nothing but losing their customers. That's all they're doing. Yep. And uh, I think the risk you run with that is then games start to look like Fallout and Bethesda games because Bethesda uses their own proprietary engine. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I'm looking at uh, Sony games made in Unity. Assassin's Creed Unity was made in Unity. Uh, <laughs> there isn't any like Sony games made in Unity. Unity. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, Sony must have their... I actually looked up because I was interested. Um, <clears throat> I wonder if is... they use Unreal more. Because <laughs> they, they can might. afford it. I was curious about what like Breath of the Wild uses because I heard that Pokemon Go and a few other Pokemon games use um, Unity. You should just Google it real quick. I did. I Googled it earlier. So I looked it up while I was at the bank today and they apparently use their own internal engine called Lunchbox or something like that. Specifically for Zelda. Breath of the yeah, Wild. Yeah, I mean. for for breath for tears and breath tears. of the wild. So like I'm thinking to myself, like I mean, they made one for their bigger franchise. Let's see what um I'm I'm really curious now. Uh what uh So I don't know. It doesn't say. It doesn't say which engine, but oh, here it is, right here. Unreal Engine Four for Mario Odyssey. You uh, know, like yeah. they made their own engine for Breath of the Wild using Unreal for Mario Odyssey. And now that I'm thinking about it, like I guess it's really just a Pokemon games that are using Unity, which makes sense because I mean they are a partner of Nintendo, but they are not Nintendo. Nintendo. So. Yeah, they're gonna have they don't have as much money, so like these big companies ain't gonna go for it, man. Yeah, and uh, one of the things you know from the insider sources, I say that like I've got sources from mm-hmm. videos I've watched from people that have sources say that like it seems like this is split like 50 50 as an issue in the company, like half of the people are very upset. Say you got 10 executives around a boardroom table five of them hate the idea five of them are like we need to keep pushing this and it's probably no surprise who's heading that up that former ea head oh yeah yeah that's ridiculous dude it's like that's one way to really run your company is divide it you know yep divide your company what a way to run it nothing bad can happen oh sorry i hit my mic yeah. there well, well let's move our, on to the our, yeah, I was going to say, right, that's our thoughts on that crap, man. 
uh, I think this whole Unity thing is going to blow up in their face and they're going to take it all back. And I'm excited for the Microsoft uh, Activision Blizzard uh, acquisition. Um, and I'm excited to play some of those games on Game Pass. So Eventually. Right, Maybe day one. Who knows? Yeah, there's no telling. All right, moving okay. on to the faith topic. So this is uh, Matthew 5, verse 13 through 16. And Evan, why don't you read it? Because I'm about to sneeze. Yep. All right. It says, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. All right. I'll read. We'll we'll, we'll talk about this first, actually. Now I'm thinking about because salt and light. Um, obviously, we're the salt of the earth. And we're called to preserve the earth, right? Um, more so here, I'll find a better wording while you say your thought on it real quick. Oh, what my mind immediately goes to is that if you lose your salt, like if you lose your flavor, the reason behind all the drive, then you, you're no better than anything. And your only use is to get thrown out and be walked upon like that's utterly useless yeah so here's here's what i was trying to say here because this is actually a lot better of a uh, way of saying it not necessarily preserve the earth but we as christians are to uh, by our lives and instructions are meant to keep the world from entire moral corruption all right so in a way preserving you know, the earth Christian faith. Sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I knew you didn't mean like being green tree yeah. hugging hippies. <laughs> yeah. Freaking weird. Um, but yeah, so like us as Christians by the lives we live and our, in the instruction we've been given, we're meant to, uh, help keep this earth from falling to absolute moral corruption and craziness. Um, this actually says too. Uh, by bringing down the blessing of God and answer through their prayers and by their influence and example, they save the world from a universal vice and crime. Yeah. So, sense. so that's what it means. And, and if you've lost your saltiness, you know, it's saying, you know, how, how do you, how does salt get its saltiness back? You know, it, it it's just going to be thrown throw out it back in the ocean. Out. Yeah. There you go. Throw it in the ocean, mix it around a bit. Um, but how would we as Christians get our saltiness back? Can. Can we not? Well, I mean, if you're talking about coming back to the faith and, and I guess reaffirming that Christ is Lord. Yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking in the context it gave that like, if you say you turn and walk away, like, just go ahead and be trampled underfoot. What good are you to the kingdom anymore? Yeah, which is sad to, to probably think not about the best like... way for me to look <laughs> at it. <laughs> yeah, it's sad to hear it that way. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I had to say about that. Is just like being the salt of the earth. You're you're meant to keep this earth from falling to to destruction. Um, but verse fourteen, and I'll read just the rest of it through verse sixteen. It says, "You are the light of the world." A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, 
but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house in the same way let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven are so you reading self- the esv uh yeah i thought you were an nlt guy i switched back and forth but lately i've been uh really into esv i was like man that's verbatim <laughs> oh is that what you're reading too yeah I re- i've been really enjoying the esv yeah i have too i've been i've been in a huge esv kick for about six months now um but yeah so this is pretty self-explanatory right you're not gonna light a light and then cover it up right yeah which in the same way as christians we're not gonna have the light of god within us you know the light of the father within us and we're not gonna cover it up with all these we're not just gonna hide it right we're not gonna pretend like we're not a christian we're not gonna do things that christians wouldn't do you know, we're supposed to go out, we're supposed to shine the light so all can see. And it says, like, through your good works, that they will come to know the Father. Um, go ahead, if you want to say something. Like, a, a, just thinking about the city on the hill thing, you know, back in the day, it was just lights from candles. Like, that That was their light system. But if you, if you go and you look at a, uh, a satellite image of the Earth, of like say new york city at midnight like seeing how unbelievably bright that is like that's how i envision us needing to be like that we should be so bright that you can see us from space when you're ministering god's word right like you yeah that's not something you can hide you should be so passionate about it i uh So in this uh, commentary here, too, I I really like this, so I want to read it. It says, um, a city that is set on a hill. Many of the cities of Judea were placed on the summits or sides of mountains and could be seen from afar. Perhaps Jesus pointed to such a city and told his disciples that they were like it. Um, Their actions could not be hid. The eyes of the world were upon them. They must be seen. And as this was the case... They ought to be holy, harmless, and undefiled. Yeah. Yeah, You the way you said that, or they said that, made me think like, yeah, you, you should be that bright, shining light to reach other people. But on the flip side of that, like you being the city on the hill, you are seen from miles away. Like mm-hmm. as people are being drawn into the faith, they see you as the example. Like they need to see your light. They need to find the way and you can help lead them that way. And if you're, no one wants a city in a valley. Yeah. I mean, like you're, you are supposed to be an example again, you know, not just in what you do. Well, how do, how do I say this? It's kind of like the, the talk, the talk, walk, the walk side of things like yeah. not only in yes i'm proclaiming like see here's my light coming out but also the way that that's how i envision it is the light going out is kind of what you proclaim but you being the city on the hill is how you live it out mm-hmm. and you have to have both in tandem because i mean you you put a city on a hill with no light you're not going to see it and yeah. if you put a city in a valley that's given off light you're not going to see it you got to have both yeah does that make sense 
Yeah, it does. And I also like how you said their actions could not be hid. The eyes of the world were upon them. They must be seen. And as was the case, they ought to be holy. So like the eyes of the world are upon you as a Christian, right? You're going to be judged. People are going to watch every movie you do. Must be holy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time, dude. And it was just funny that we bring this up because in our staff meeting, we were just talking about, um, a few things that are just going on at the church that are really stupid, but happening. And, um, <laughs> someone was talking about how, like, there's a lot of people talking about our pastor right now and you know, it is what it is. And then they looked at me too. And they were like, you know, same with you, Evan, like there's a lot of people saying stuff at you and this person's saying this, but he's telling us, you know, like I'm defending you guys. Like, um, and he's like, you know, there's people saying stuff about you all the time too. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, dude, like people are going to say what they want. Like I, I've, I've been, I I would, I don't want to say like, oh, I've been doing ministry long enough, but I've been in a position, like even in my work, like management, multiple years, I've been in uh, ministry for multiple years. And it's like, you know, you get to a point where it's like, people are going to talk, whether you do the right thing or you don't, people are going to talk. It doesn't matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And like being in ministry, people are looking at you, man. People are looking at you as, as the pastor went on, they're going to be judging your every move. So you have to, you have to be that light. You have to be holy, you know? So it's just, like you said, even if you do the right thing, there are some people who aren't going to be pleased with that. Yep. And like, are you supposed to listen to, to criticism sure but you can't take everything at face value yeah not to get all new agey but you also have to see where the not only listen to what's being said but listen to who's saying it and where they're at yep in their life and it's true like you know some of that crap you've talked about at your church like is it true no but look at who's causing it and what's going on in their life like that's all they have going on yeah. And they're just trying to make it okay by like speaking these falsehoods into existence. Yep. That's just not the case. To so much that they believe it. And it's like, <clears throat> it's, it's just like so stupid too. You know, like there, I, I was just talking to Natalie the other day and like a lot of the people that I know are saying stuff wouldn't dare say anything to my face. Like, cause they know, they know who they know me. They know a hundred percent. I'm just going to say what is on my mind and they are not ready. (laughs) Like, and I told Natalie, I said, if these specific people reach out to you, you need to let me know because they would, they'll go to Natalie first because Natalie's not much for confrontation, but I a hundred percent am going to come right back at them and they wouldn't dare. They wouldn't dare mess with my family i right. promise but you know it, it's like you said with the managerial thing like you might have certain opinions about your manager but nine out of ten people would never say that to their manager's face it's easier yep. to say it behind their back then there's the people like you who would just come out and say it which there's good in that but then <laughs> there's also something to be said for tact so yeah. saying it when it's appropriate, not just blurting it out because you have no control. So you admit I have no control. 
I've been saying that for years. Well, no, you have control because I've seen you have it, but you choose not to use it, and you use that as an excuse. You see me That's have what... control. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've never. I don't. I don't think I've ever been in a situation where I've controlled myself around you. Remember? Well, I didn't say around me. I'm just saying in general. Oh, what? What's an example? Well, when we first started this podcast, you had your goal of like thinking before you speak, which I think and I've you done said well. you made improvements, and you went from one percent to six percent, like on the scale of normalcy. You remember that whole discussion? <laughs> yes, I remember that whole thing. Yeah. So the fact that you went up five percent shows that you do have control. You just choose not to use it. Because I'd rather be honest. I'd rather be honest with people. But that's immature. There is a time and a place for the truth. That's where tact comes in. And little kids say everything that's on their mind, and they're immature. Adults are immature for other reasons. But you have to find that middle ground. I don't say everything that's on my mind. Nearly everything. <laughs> Almost everything. But yes. there are some things that I keep hidden because I think I would go to jail. Um, <laughs> so the next part I really like is, and I actually like that they use this translation too because it makes a lot more sense. Um, it, they they did the translation. I, don't, I honestly don't know because it doesn't say what translation it is. But it says, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. So... The reason I actually like this is because looking at this commentary and the, the translation that they use, he said, neither do men light a candle. The word rendered candle means any portable light as a lamp, candle, lantern. Uh, you know, comparing it to a few of the verses, Jesus proceeded here to show them that the very reason why they are enlightened was that others might also see the light and be benefited by it. When people light a candle, they do not conceal the light, but place it where it uh, may be of use so it is with religion so so it is with religion it is given that we may benefit others it is not to be concealed but suffered to show itself and to shed light on a surrounding wicked world a bushel uh it's just explaining what a bushel is but <clears throat> i do think it's crazy like a portable light a thinking about it no. <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about that song um but thinking like we are the portable light of Christ, you know, like you take a candle, you're walking around with it because you, you know, that's what you're using to see. That's what's going to light up the room. And then you put it on a, a, a candlestick, you know, it's like we are that portable light of Christ and we are to walk around shining that light throughout the world. And then yeah. we should be the ones to, this is what I'm getting from this. But like, if we're in a room, we should be the ones to stand out amongst all the rest. Right. Yeah. Let's modernize this a little bit. We're not the candles or the, we're the iPhones. Lights. But... We're the iPhones. <laughs> You're actually, you were going to go with iPhones. Yeah, but I was like, oh, that's too general. We are this one specific action button on the iPhone that pulls up the flashlight. <laughs> Jesus, the flashlight is, Jesus is the iPhone. We're the flashlight button. <laughs> oh gosh is it apple by satan or something because it's a half-eaten fruit and because of adam and eve or crap some crap like that well i think that those who believe in that are stupid 
Yeah. There's there a is lot something of... to be said for over spiritualizing everything. <clears throat> yeah. I also like the people who are like, oh, you know, that's that's a half eaten apple. That could be, you know, Satan's way of getting to us, but blah, 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 blah. It's like, bro, if you are banning Apple because of that, then you better not go to Target. You better stop watching every everything Disney puts out. You I was better stop say, going to Starbucks, bro. Like you better not like, eat an apple. The second yeah. you take a bite out, you're replicating Eve. What kind of baloney is that? Yeah, that and like, you know, you look at Starbucks. Like, I think isn't it some kind? There's of, something uh, about like it's a deep demoness yeah. that's wrapped around. And it's like, well, then you need to stop going there. Like you yep. just you need to pull your kids from public school. You need to sell your TV. You need to yep. never play video games. And you need to, you probably can't even listen to Christian radio because what if one of those singers sins? Yep. And you're singing along. And you need to find a farm and you need to start raising your own cattle and getting your own veggies going just because. Ooh, ooh, but you got to be careful because, like, what if. You don't believe when the scroll was unrolled to, was it Peter? Probably Peter about the clean animals. Oh, yeah. The, the, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Like, it might be better just to eat vegetables like God originally intended. Uh, Freaking. But not apples. Huggers. Not apples. Well, uh, an apple's not a vegetable. So. Sorry, I meant to say fruits and vegetables. Thank you for catching me. Uh so real quick, Natalie and I had this conversation. Is a cucumber a fruit? I think it might technically be because the seeds are on the inside and it grows on a vine. So then a Veggie, pepper's a fruit. I think uh, what the distinction is, it's the type of plant it grows. And I think vegetables have to grow in the ground. Like... Like a potato is a vegetable because it grows in the ground, whereas a tomato is not because the plant grows out of the ground, of course, and then the fruit hangs off. Like it is the fruit of the plant. Well, then a green pepper is a fruit. I think technically, yes. And then a cucumber is not a fruit, though. I think there's like scientifically what's considered a fruit, and then I want to say canonically what society views as a fruit is very different. Let's just say because, fruits did you know, are more te- delicious. Technically, a banana is a, a berry. Yeah. And a I strawberry is not a berry. Yeah, I have, I have heard that. So, it, like, if you want to dive into the nitty-gritty, sure. Yeah, I think a cucumber is technically a fruit. But you're not going to put it in a fruit salad, are you? Yeah. Well... I don't know. Some people might. Probably the ones that are worried about giving Apple money bee. to Apple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, a little side conversation there. Natalie and I were arguing about that. Really, We were literally laying in bed, and it was like 12 a.m., and, and we were arguing about fruits and vegetables. Um, if you're not married, this is what you get to look forward to. Um, Unless you're like Paul and don't get married. Yeah. For real. Um, what I do like about this last part, verse 16, it says, In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So I like the fact that it's saying that they may see your good works, the good works that you are doing, but they're not going to give you glory, right? They're going to give the Father that is in heaven say. glory. It, you're like the reflection. 
Yeah. Which like I, you're I, the moon, and yeah. all your light comes from God, and you end up looking to God. Yeah, which so. I love, love that little verse right there. They'll see your good works, but they're going to give glory to your Father. They're not going yeah, to give it to you. They'll know that you stand out for a reason, but they'll yep. also know it doesn't come from you. Yep. yep. Which, thank goodness. Yeah, for real. One, I don't do many good works. Yeah, and, me, and me, two, me, I don't me. want that kind of pressure. But yours went without saying. Come on, man. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, dude. <laughs> oh, I was, I was, so. That is the. How end long of the is the story? Because I need to go to bed. I it is feel not so that. Sick. It is not that long. Um, okay. This is the end of the faith topic, though. I'll, I'll, I'll say that uh, we. It was. I. I really like those verses there talking about that. Um, the past few weeks, I've been extremely busy every single day for like the past four weeks. So I told Natalie, I was like, I'm running on fumes. Like I. I'm. I feel like I'm gonna burn out. And I was like, and it's mostly because of the socializing. I was like, I get it. I, do I, that. Oh, dude, I am so exhausted. And like, we had a church event yesterday, and like, I tried hiding here and there because I was so exhausted from socializing. And so, um, there's another person that's like very much an intro- introvert, like I am, and they were like, they literally hid the entire event. I did not see them until the end. It was time to leave, and I was like, bro, you are lucky. I was like, that is what I wish I would have done. I would have gotten in trouble, though. So, like, these past few weeks have been exhausting to me because not only am I at work dealing with a whole bunch of people coming up to me with questions and concerns and complaints and crap, and then I come home and immediately I'm with the kids all day, you know, hanging out with them, with my wife and all that, and then, like, I don't get any any time to myself because then I'm going to bed and I'm waking up doing it all over again, you know? And then on the weekend, I this past Saturday had a store meeting right after that, had a meeting for church right after that, went to Monster Trucks with Josiah right after that, went right to bed pretty much. Then Sunday, church, came home for a couple hours and then back to church for that event. And it's like, I'm losing my mind. I don't I don't want to see people that much. You know, like I feel exhausting. that exhausting. I feel that. So well, how about you round us out because, as everyone knows, if you listen, you can find the links to our socials in the description. Yes. And I don't the only, go over them all again. only link you won't see is Kick. We're on kick.com now or oh, whatever it's called, um, the streaming service. But, uh, yeah, so thank you guys for listening again. We enjoyed uh, this episode as well. Doing another episode for you guys. We enjoy, we're enjoying going through Matthew 5. I think we're going to stick with that for a while because I like the rest of the stuff that we're going to be talking about in there. Um But yeah, always make sure that you are the salt and light of the earth in everything that you do. Um, You're going to be observed through magnifying glasses of the whole world. Eyes of the world are fun. Um, But yeah, thank you for joining us once again. We are, always will be, none other than the Faithful Gamers. I'm Evan. And I'm Zach. We'll see you next time. See you guys.